Welcome to the Healthy Mind Fit Body Podcast. This is episode number 20. And this is Kevin, and Wes is on the other line. Hey, Wes. Hey, Kev. How's it going? Good, good. And we've also got a special guest today, and I'll introduce her. Uh, her name is Lindsay, and she's originally from Oklahoma City, moved to Dallas in 2007 as a pharmaceutical sales rep, and most recently working uh, with her husband doing online marketing. She earned her bachelor's degree in psychology and has always had a passion for helping people. Through medical conditions, moving, and day-to-day -day life stresses, she found herself weighing more than she ever could have imagined and began blogging about her weight loss journey to keep herself accountable. Emphasizing lifestyle over diet, lowcarblindsay.com was born. Her goal with the website is to build a community for people who are looking for support and advice on low-carb eating. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, glad you came on, Lindsay. This is great. Yeah, we've been looking at your blogs and, and your Twitter posts and everything. Actually, I think I found you originally through Twitter. I was looking yeah. for low-carb people, and uh, you came up pretty much on the top. So I guess you're doing a lot there on Twitter. Yeah, I think that's how we first started talking was through Twitter. It's, I mean, it's amazing to be able to use sources like Twitter and Facebook to build communities out there. And YouTube, too. They're all out there right now, so it's great. Yeah, the power of Web 2.0 and <laughs> tweeting is really popular these days. It's a great way to get messages out quickly. Exactly. So we just had a few questions about you know your whole process of going on to the low carb thing. What really motivated you? What were the factors that motivated you in deciding to start eating low carb? You know, in order to give my motivating factors, I really wanted to tell you guys a little bit of background about myself. Sure. Paint a picture for us. <laughs> exactly. I want to paint a picture for you so you can see. By the way, I did see your pictures on your blog of your progress. and Yes, please check those out too. Things are progressing nicely. Thank you. I Absolutely. thank you. Getting close to the goal. I'm really excited. So I hope to be there soon. 2010 is going to be the year. I feel it. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. But basically, you know, I've always been a really active person. I grew up playing field hockey, basketball, softball, and I cheered through high school and college. Um, I've always enjoyed running most of my life. And to be honest, I was mostly 120 pounds comfortably most of my life when I was active. And so in 2006, I started gaining weight out of nowhere. Um, I gained 60 pounds in four to five months. Hmm. And so I got up to 180 pounds, which for me, who is at 5'3", you know, at my height, that's a ton of weight. And it was really scary. You know, someone who liked to be in front of people and I love people and talking, I started feeling really, really bad about myself. I felt tired and pressed and anxious and I didn't know what was going on. And so I went to my doctor and um, he ran some blood tests and I found out that I actually have an underactive thyroid. Uh -huh. And so he diagnosed me with hypothyroidism. And so it was great to find out that I had an answer of why I gained so much weight. But then I realized, crap, I have to lose this. You know, now I need to get back to myself again. I don't feel like myself. And to make matters even worse, I was getting married in eight months. And so the last thing, you know, a girl wants is to walk down the aisle as a fat bride. And so <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had to do something quick. And so I'd done the Atkins diet before in high school and um, I liked the food and I always liked how it brought quick results. And so I decided I'm going to do the low carb thing again and try that out. And so I actually lost 50 pounds for my wedding and I felt great. You know, I was the closest I'd been to my goal weight in a long time. And then after we got married, um, like you said, I moved to Dallas left Oklahoma City and our family, and I kept the weight off most of the time in Dallas. 
And then over time, um, stress of a corporate job and just life in general, the weight started to creep back on. And so I wasn't really watching what I was eating, just to be completely honest. And um, I gained 35 pounds back. And so I got back up to 165 pounds. And I just felt sick in my stomach thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't get back to where I was before. I I hate where I feel. You know, I want to feel good about myself again. And so basically, I just knew I had to do something. So my first motivating factor was for the wedding. You know, I wanted to look and feel good for the wedding. So I got really close to my goal weight for that. And then this time around, I realized that you know, there's nothing coming up in my future except just my future. And so I've got to lose the weight for me this time because I'd always dieted, you know, done so many different kinds of diets just to lose weight for different events and feel the best I can. Mm -hmm. But I realized, you know, (laughs) there's nothing coming except just my future. And I've got to do this for me. I just want to feel good and be healthy for myself. And that's when I started to blog I realized I wanted to make it accountable. I know some people do, you know, journals, they'll journal what they eat or their experience. And so I wanted to hold myself accountable. And I thought, well, why not just, you know, make it a public thing and blog about it. And if no one reads, that's fine. But, you know, if I reach out to anyone else who feels this way, then that would be great too. So that's where Low Carb Bloomsy started. And and that's where I am now. That's great. Nice. And I've read on your blog, uh, you talked a little bit about the yo-yo dieting cycle. Yes. Um, what do you think the keys are to prevent that? Ugh. Yo-yo cycling is so bad and it's so dangerous. And I think what's so bad about it is why people yo-yo diet is they get discouraged. I think everyone hits a plateau at some point in their weight loss. And I think people get discouraged when they get there and they don't know what to do. So they just think, well, this this diet isn't working for me. I need to try something else. And so they might binge on you know all the food they were eating before and then start the next diet. And then it's just an awful cycle. And so I just recommend when you plateau or when the skill isn't moving, just don't get discouraged, you know, just continue to press forward and just know that you'll continue to lose weight. And a lot of times the scale isn't your best measure, you know, make sure you're taking measurements of your body and watch your clothes to see if they're getting looser. And so that's just what I would recommend. Don't get discouraged if the scale isn't moving, just keep pressing forward and, you know, you'll lose weight, you'll get to your goal. Yeah, why do you think that uh, most people, it's something like 95% that have lost substantial amounts of weight to actually end up gaining it back? You know, I think it's just that cycle. After you hit that plateau and you're not losing weight, then you just think, you just feel like a lost cause. Well, I just, I can't lose weight. You know, I'm a failure. I And then you go through this whole emotional cycle and you beat yourself down so bad that you're just, I think a lot of people eat their emotions. And so you just can't do that. You you just have to know, okay, what's going on? If the scale isn't moving and my clothes are still not getting looser, then try something else. I mean, don't completely change your whole diet. I've had to, through the whole journey, I've tried different things when the scale isn't moving just to get it kicking again. You know, maybe that's cutting out caffeine for a while or doing different things like a fat fast. I mean, I've just tried a lot of different things instead of just quitting. I've tried to just adjust my diet by adding or subtracting certain foods that might be impacting my weight loss. So just try different things. Don't give up and quit and binge. Just just keep pressing forward. Yeah, it seems like it's easy to get frustrated when you're not seeing the gains and therefore 
you kind of revert back to those comfort foods. Mm -hmm. The last podcast that Kevin and I did, we talked about cravings and how people just gravitate to what they're used to. And like you say, eating their emotions is a a big problem. And, uh, you know, anything you can do to kickstart the process again. I was really inspired by uh, Barry Sears' phrase that you're always just one meal away from getting back in the zone. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you fall off the wagon for one meal, you can just get back in there. The next one, you don't have to like resign to failure and just go back to your old ways and, you know, beating yourself up all the time. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I noticed on the low carb Lindsay side is that uh, you talked about it's the lifestyle. It's not the diet. It's, it's mm-hmm. exactly your lifestyle. And that's that whole idea of getting right back into it. You don't have to think that you've fallen off the wagon or something. It's just one meal away. So Right. It's not about perfection. It's just about progress. And, and I hate the word diet. I mean, the first three letters in the word is die. I mean, everyone <laughs> feels like they're dying anyway when they're dieting. So if you change your mindset and think this isn't a diet, this is a lifestyle change and sure. I'm not perfect. It's about progress. And so that's really helped me just changing that mindset. And I suppose kind of like setting longer term goals than just, you know, this is for my wedding dress or this is for this occasion or this or that, because Mm -hmm. then it's like when you get to that level and you've achieved that one, then there's a tendency to just kind of revert back to the old habits. And that's probably why most people end up gaining their weight back. They just don't set the long term goals. Like you say, every day is part of your future. You make your future through every day and every moment that you do things. Um, you mentioned the fat fast thing, which is really interesting. It's actually the fastest way to lose weight. It's even faster than starvation mm-hmm. because starvation mode basically puts your metabolism really on a low key. Uh, but it's like a thousand calories a day. Ten percent is protein. Ninety percent is fat. Something like macadamia nuts and cream cheese, I think, is uh, one of the yes. staples for the fat fast. But the beginning of the Atkins is the induction phase. And mm-hmm. I think that's for a few weeks, isn't it? It's like less than 20 grams of carbs per day. Yes, it's a minimum of two weeks. And Dr. Atkins says you can go longer if you want to until you reach your goal weight. But yes, it's a minimum of two weeks. Yeah. So how hard was it to go from what you were eating to the induction phase? Because that's like the, the shock to the system in a sense <laughs> to get the fat starting to burn off your body, right? Yes, exactly. You know, when I finally got back to you know, when the scale started creeping back up again, I just, in my mindset, I just knew I have to change. I have to do this. So for me, it wasn't difficult to stick to because I was so desperate to lose the weight. You were dedicated. Yes. I mean, I was literally willing to do anything at that point. And so it wasn't difficult in my mind, but I'm not going to say it was easy because you feel it. I mean, you feel tired and just the first couple of days are really hard on your body, but then you start feeling just a spike of energy and you stop feeling bloated. And it's just amazing how your body transforms. It's just, you feel so great after a while, but I would say the first two weeks are tough. And so just keep pressing on through the first two weeks and then you'll just start feeling better and better day by day. It's like every day gets easier. Yeah. And have you noticed that you've changed? Like once you step out of the induction and you're into the regular maintenance phase of the Atkins, do you find yourself being able to stick to that program pretty easily? Yeah. You know, to be honest, whenever I was dieting before, like I think I would always just stick to the induction phase till I reached my goal and then I would reach my weight and then I would eat whatever I wanted instead of making it a lifestyle. And this time, in order to not get bored 
um, and just to continue eating different food, I just started researching out there to find different kinds of low-carb products because there's a whole lot of different products out there besides just what people think of eating meat, cheese, and eggs every day. You know, there's um, I found some great products at like Carb Smart is a great store, Low Carb U, Sugarless Delight, and Julian Bakery Bread. They have great low carb products. So for anyone following a low carb lifestyle, I just really recommend checking out those stores because I mean, there's bread and there's pasta and there's bagels and very, very low carb. So it's, that's really helped me. Um, you just have to experiment with food and try different things and see what you like and see what, you know, helps you continue to lose weight. What was the no carb bagels? What, what are they made out of? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to look that up again you know it's crazy they they taste really good um especially when you put cream cheese on them and you toast them i need to check on the ingredients of that but surprisingly they tasted great i gave them to a couple of my friends that came over and they didn't even know the difference so if that says anything to anyone i think it's a mixture of chalk and sawdust kevin <laughs> I, I just started I, I just started thinking oh maybe there are low carb donuts out there Ooh, low carb donuts. I haven't tried those yet, but they're, they are on the store, so I'll have to try those someday and let you guys know. <laughs> they better be cream cheese filled. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. So what sorts of tips do you recommend for others that are dealing with particular dysfunctional habits, like stepping on the scale every day? You know, that I have to be honest with you guys. That's one of my struggles that I do. I mean, every single day I weigh myself. And I know that, you know, some people say that's okay. Some people say, you know, don't do that. You're going to discourage yourself. But if you're going to weigh yourself every day, then I recommend doing other measurements. Like you need to take measurements of your body. You know, like I said, check your clothes to see if they're getting looser. And I also like using keto sticks. Um, to determine whether or not my body's burning fat. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's more of like a psychological thing, but when I see, you know, the stick that it turns darker, then I'm like, yes, I'm a fat burning machine. So um, (laughs) those are just measures that I like to do because the scale isn't the best judge always. Yeah, we should mention that the keto sticks can be used to measure ketoacidosis and also benign dietary ketosis and those are two different things and a lot of doctors conflate the two and they they malign the Atkins diet because they say that it causes you know these really bad ketones but in fact benign dietary ketosis is what happens when your insulin levels are low enough and you start burning the fat for energy Um, but if you don't have any insulin like when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes I was in the ketoacidosis phase, which means I didn't have enough insulin and I had a lot of high blood sugar, sugar in my bloodstream, and my body was burning protein and fats in concert with that. So it's actually a toxic thing and your organs can shut down. But just to be in the ketosis stage of the Atkins thing is actually healthy for you. And uh, the brain does really well on ketones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I'm glad you defined that. A lot of people do get confused about that. So thank you for going over that. You're welcome. (laughs) So, yeah, I was looking on your blog, and you have a great post titled, Words Are Powerful. And it's about this language we tell ourselves, these thoughts in our head about what we are and who we are and what we think we can do and what we think we can't do and the self-image issues and so forth. And this is all about how we keep ourselves motivated and how we align with a healthy self-image. 
and finding encouragement not only from ourselves but support from others too. So what has been like the key motivator for you in this process of coming to terms with a healthy self-image and then finding support from other people along the way? You know, I think when anyone is overweight, it's really hard to feel good about yourself. I mean, I went through a state of depression and I had anxiety and I just felt awful about myself. And I think those are the times that you just start remembering all these terrible thoughts or words that people said to you growing up, like, hey, fat thighs or thunder thighs or whatever people said, even if you were never overweight, just mean comments people say and just the pressure as a female you see magazines of beautiful women looking a certain way and you just think growing up as a girl that's what I need to look like I need to be that and I think that you just have to be so careful and just learn to build a selfie health image and start to talk positive to yourself and I mean it's really hard when you're overweight to look in the mirror and say I'm beautiful. You know, I look beautiful. I'm a beautiful person and I'm okay just the way that I am. It's hard to do that, but you have to stop thinking those negative thoughts that uh, I'm always going to be fat and people just are grossed out by the way I look and just really get over that and start building yourself up with positive comments. And so I just really recommend that everyone, you know, just look at yourself every day and just tell yourself one thing that you see that's positive about yourself and just keep doing that until you finally build that confident self-image. And then I think it's really important to have a good support system when you are trying to lose weight. And I mean, that's what I've been so thankful for. There's such a great low-carb community out there on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and everyone is so supportive and positive and encouraging. And I think, you know, when you're trying to lose weight, you need to believe in yourself And then it's great to have that community to support you along the way. Um, I just really believe in both of those. So if you're trying to lose weight and get healthy, you know, believe in yourself and get a great support system. And and I think you'll do great. Yeah. Kevin and I have touched on the aspects of self-acceptance. It's like one of the six pillars of Nathaniel Brandon's six pillars of self-esteem. He has a whole book on that. And one of the things he's mentioned in terms of coming to terms with your body image and your self-image is he recommends, I mean, even if you can't get rid of those negative thoughts, at least to accept them. Mm -hmm. And so to stand in front of a full-length mirror, completely naked, and examine yourself from head to toe, and whatever feelings you're having as you're going through this process of looking at yourself, accept those feelings. Mm -hmm. And just own them, in a sense. Don't fight them, don't resist, don't repudiate, don't look away, just keep on looking and integrate you know, what you're feeling basically. Mm-hmm. And I think in that process, you'll be able to really connect with that inner self that is truly beautiful. Right. And that will enable you to achieve all the goals that you want. I mean, I think that's a really good perspective. And self-acceptance is so key in this because a lot of people just repudiate themselves and they end up doing damage and self-sabotaging. Right. Yeah. Or if you really want to be accountable, you could do that same exercise, but do it in front of a big group of people. Right. <laughs> there you go. That would be practicing the uh, radical honesty. Of radical Brad, honesty, right. Yeah. <laughs> Blanton, right? Brad Blanton? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a retreat he has. It's the most uh, extreme thing I've ever heard of in psychotherapy, where you basically stand naked in front of a group of people who are clothed, and you explain to them your entire sexual history and all the feelings you have about that. Wow. And they're supposed to be judging you based on how authentic you seem and how genuine your words are. (laughs) 
That would be difficult for me. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I would ever want to do that. But <laughs> if it works for some people, then, you know, good for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's in his book, Practicing Radical Honesty. Um, not sure I would recommend it for everyone, but it is definitely out there. Yeah. yeah. yeah it <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit about culture, and you just mentioned that with what women are kind of expected to be to look like and everything. How much would you say that culture is a factor in people's bad eating habits like what we find inside, like the middle of the grocery store? Mm -hmm. I think that's so interesting. I mean, that's a great question. When you go in the grocery store, if you think about it, all of the inside, everything that's in the inside is bad. I mean, the majority of the grocery store is filled with unhealthy food. And so I don't even know where I heard this one time, but I just like to think of going to the grocery store and staying on track. If you think of you going running on a track, you want to stay on the outside lane and just stay focused and, you know, positive. And so I always stay on the outside of the grocery store as much as I can to buy all the food. And I think whenever you start going on the inside, that's when you just have to be really, really careful at the choices of food that you pick. But I think, yeah, if for anyone that's trying to lose weight, is if you can stay on the outside, you're going to have the best result. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because that inside can be like a biohazard zone. <laughs> and they should have those signs of skull and crossbones. Do not enter. <laughs> exactly. And it's not good to go in there when you're in the beginning of your weight loss because everything will just call out your name that you want to eat that. And so if you can just avoid it altogether in the beginning, I think it will just make you stronger. Yeah, and I think yeah. that people get in this mindset that, well, it's on the store shelves and it seems to be really popular, so it must not be that bad. I mean, everyone else <laughs> is eating it, right? It's FDA approved, right? FDA yes. approved, there you go. It's low fat, right? <laughs> yeah. No no fat in there to speak of. Yes, low cal. Yeah, low calorie. Fat is in the carbohydrates and that's the message that needs to be integrated by the whole nutrition establishment. Mm -hmm. I actually reread uh, that famous article by Gary Tobbs today. I think it was titled, What If It's All a Big Fat Lie? It was in the New York Times. Mm -hmm. And it was published in 2002, I think. And it's just brilliant the way he goes through the whole process by which the nutritional establishment has been feeding the public misinformation about all this stuff and how the science, the research, the studies show that what's being promoted is not so healthy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the perimeter is a great place to be in the grocery stores because you're getting all your whole foods, your fruits and vegetables and your meats and dairy products and all that. Right. So would you say that nutrition and what is considered healthy eating tend to be inflammatory topics in mixed company? Like you're always encountering people that don't really know how to eat in a way that's really healthy. They typically eat what most everyone else has been told to eat. So uh, how do you deal with that, this sort of inflammatory topic of food and, and nutrition? Yes, I think this is a struggle for all the low-carb eaters out there. If you're following a low-carb diet, for some reason people just really don't feel, I mean, there's people that believe in it 110% and then there's people that feel like it's very unhealthy and it's going to give you a heart attack when you're eating all that fat. And then, you know, there's Weight Watchers where you're, you feel like you're starving practically. And I mean, you're just hearing things all around the world, especially this time of year when it's, you know, January and everyone's wanting to lose weight you're hearing mixed stories of what diet you should do, what diet the stars are doing, what's going to work for you. And I think it's so confusing to people. What is nutrition? What is healthy? 
And yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that is hard for everyone, just finding the right plan and, and what's going to work for them. And so I feel like that is a very confusing thing. And I think that's why yo-yo dieting happens a lot too, is because people just hear different stories. Well, you should do this one to lose weight and this person lost weight doing it this way. And so I think you just have to find the way that works for you and just stick to it. I was thinking of your uh, Fuddruckers video. Did you get any negative <laughs> comments on that or anyone, did anyone uh, kind of laugh at that at all? <laughs> I haven't yet. I haven't gotten any negative comments yet. I mean, like I said, the low carb community is very, very supportive out there. And yeah. Um, I haven't gotten negativity yet, but I'm ready for it if it comes. I mean, I have face-to-face, and, you know, that's just something that I deal with. But, yeah, not yet with the YouTube videos, thankfully. What was that video about? Um, I go to different restaurants and review, like, different kinds of low-carb food you can eat at the restaurant just to show people that you can eat anywhere and everywhere and still stick with your diet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have some great low carb food there, actually. Um, so you guys should try it out if you have one over there in Cali. Oh yeah, yeah, they do have one, and and the buns are usually huge. So if you can throw away at least half the bun, you're doing yourself a world of good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right, though. That, I mean, even with fast food, you can do a lot to make it somewhat healthy or at least healthier. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, people don't realize that. And it's like you know, you think even the fast food places like Taco Bell or whatever, you know, the worst thing about that is they serve those burritos with these huge tortilla wraps. Yeah. And you're just getting so many extra carbs with that. But, right. you know, whenever I go to those type of places, I just open up the tortilla or the bun or whatever it is and just eat the inside. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, if you're brave enough, it's hard to do that, obviously, at Taco Bell because they <laughs> just give you like a big thing of the inside of it. Um, but like with bread, you know, I order most of it at fast food or at restaurants. I just say bunless, you know, cheeseburger and they always give me a look, but I just always laugh and say, hey, you know, I'm doing a low-carb diet. I mean, people are fine with it. I mean, you'll get people that don't accept it too, but you can just stick to it doing it anywhere. So Yeah, I, I typically get strange looks when I do that type of thing at restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing your food away. You're supposed to eat all that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And wash it down with a big glass of uh, Coca-Cola or orange juice. Oh, I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to get the carbs, that's for sure. Oh, they're everywhere. I know. You just have to stay away. <laughs> so you're basically down the home stretch now, and uh, you're basically going to stick with this in perpetuity, I guess, huh? This is the way, this is the lifestyle by which you can uh, maintain your optimal health. Yes, and that's just really where I've come to. I mean, this is my lifestyle, and I realized that in order for me to stay healthy and for me to, you know, get to the weight that I want to be and feel good, I just need to make it a lifestyle and accept it. And there's, like I've said, there's great options out there once you start looking around online and in your stores. Just start experimenting and finding different low-carb products because there's a lot out there to help all of us, you know, just keep going on the low-carb journey. So, yeah, just it's working great for me, and I appreciate you guys asking me about it. Oh, sure. Lindsay, it's been great having you on the show and hearing your story and you sharing all your uh, valuable information. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate this interview and you guys having me on your show. You're welcome. This has been great. Good information for everybody. And uh, keep up the good work. I will. Thank you so much. Please feel free to check out my blog again. And this is going to be my year. So you guys will get to see me hit my goal. So I know it's going to happen soon. Nice. nice. And that website again is lowcarblindsay.com. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter too. So check me out there if you want to join and find a great community of support and encouragement. 
Definitely. Awesome. I'll put all those links in the show notes too. So thanks again, Lindsay. And we'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the interview we just had and we look forward to having more interviews in the future. If you have any suggestions for people to interview, just comment on our blog or in the comment section after the show notes for each podcast. Yeah, and we are offering the free audio, and that's the three pillars for achieving your perfect weight through the mind-body connection. And all you have to do to get that is to go to healthymindfitbody.com, and over on the right side, just put in your name and email address, and we'll send that to you right away. Yeah, and then you'll be on the newsletter list, right? Yeah, and we'll send you out a monthly newsletter and notifications on upcoming exciting interviews like the one we just had. Indeed. Okay, well, have a good week, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.